Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Sportsbook Review. Sports bettors worldwide consider the NCAA tournament to be one of the most profitable times of the year. But remember, not all betting sites are created equal, which is why smart bettors all trust sportsbookreview.com. With free picks, live betting odds, and detailed matchup stats, Sportsbook Review is your go-to resource for finding trustworthy, reputable, that's a tough word, that's a, sort that's of a, like impugned. impugned. Mm-hmm. That's the impugned of this uh, this ad. Reputable betting locations. And coming out a winner this March Madness. Head over to Sportsbook Review today to get in on the action. And for a limited time, visit sportsbookreview.com slash ringer to find expert predictions, live odds, and access to exclusive bonus promotions at A-plus rated sportsbooks. Again, that is sportsbookreview.com slash ringer. We are also brought to you by Yahoo Brackets Tate. You know what time it is? It's bracket time. Nice. It is. A little it's ironic March. that Yahoo has the bracket for the tournament, also the report with all Ooh, the, you know, uh, whatever. This is March. It is, as John Rossi would say, it is bracket time. There's no wrong way to pick teams with Yahoo Sports, Tourney Pick'em, all through the Yahoo Fantasy app. Join in a public group or join a public bo- group or create a group or join Draymond Green's group for a <laughs> shot. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that a promo? Join Draymond Green's group for a shot at $25,000. See, this is a great example of the Warriors. They're too invested in the tech community. We got like the Uber, the Yahoo, the YouTube TV. It's just too much. Are we creating a group, by the way? I don't know. Should we? Maybe. Do, like, do we want our listeners to beat us and then hold that above Friends us? of the program, <laughs> the if you want to be a part of a bracket, let us know. Maybe make it on Yahoo like, Brackets. I'm into, Share the, it with I'm us. into the idea, but I'm not into the idea of the friends of the program being smarter than us. So, no, yeah. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like there's going to be someone that's going to have a percentile above yeah. us. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to finish in the 7%. Is that, uh, wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be something? That'd be ironic. Um, don't miss out on March Madness. Get your bracket in before the games tip off on March 15th. Tate, that's coming up less than two weeks. Uh, we are also, as always, brought to you by TheRinger.com. Um, our boss is holding us at gunpoint and is Ooh. telling us we have to promote his riveting column on Anthony Davis. I have not read it yet. He was very excited talking to us last night about how he wrote about Anthony Davis. And his thesis seems to be that Anthony Davis, kind of good. <laughs> the problem with it was that there was no way that we could have read it. But he was yeah. looking at us like we had let him down by not knowing what yeah. he wrote. But uh, it's, yeah, definitely a good piece, I'm sure. Anthony Davis uh, yeah. is now the favorite to be MVP right now, I think, amongst uh, those who aren't Houston Rockets. Up amongst lovers. the contrarians, would yes. you say? Because that's how the NBA works. Kind of like college basketball is doing with Trey Young, mm-hmm. where uh, a guy is good, and then suddenly everyone goes, are we sure? Are we sure he's good? Should we pick someone else? Yeah. What if, what if the guy who's obviously the best player... What if he's not actually the best player, Tate? What if we went with somebody else? So, uh, yeah, Bill Simmons is his name. He's our boss. You can Google the Bill Simmons just like it sounds. Just type that into your search <laughs> bar, um, and you'll find his column on Anthony Davis. Also, the Ringer Podcast Network. What do we got going on, Tate? You're doing GM Street still? Does yeah. it ever end? Does football ever end? No, it never stops. Football continues throughout the year. Mike Lombardi and I, Mondays, we do GM Street. Wednesdays, Against All Odds, Cousin Sal. A couple weeks before the tournament We're starts, on. we're going to go on. We're going to go on and uh, celebrate how we picked Villanova to be great at the beginning of the year on Cousin Sal. Some pod. say it's the greatest uh, odds pick uh, of the preseason. 28-1 to 1 Villanova odds win the title. So check, that, check out all those podcasts. The NBA show. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do something there. We're gonna do some draft stuff there, which everyone listening to us knows that we love talking about NBA. So that'll be fun. Uh, we're also at gunpoint when we talk about that. Check stuff. out all that stuff uh, today. We're gonna dive in um, to college basketball. We're gonna we're gonna get a little casual today, Tate. There's a lot going on. There's it's hard to stay focused this time of year. It, it's just so much madness. 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to touch on it all, kind of explore some big picture stuff because the season's sort of winding down. Everyone's gearing up towards March Madness, looking towards the tournament, but we still have this like dead period where we're just kind of waiting for the tournament to start. Um, so we're gonna do our best. We're gonna we're gonna see what happens here. But uh, before, we're gonna try to be compliant. Right. We're gonna try. In the words of Sean Miller, we are going to try. That's gonna that's the best we can do for you. Uh, so we'll get into all that. But first, Woody Durham. Hey, All right, Tate, we are here. It is Friday. It is March 2nd. This is March. John Rothstein tweeted it out. That's how you know it's official. I am in Los Angeles. Welcome. We, I, I missed you. I missed uh, staring into your eyes as we do these podcasts. It's exciting to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like 50 degrees and raining. I was lied to. Uh, but I'm here. We're here for the rest of the month, just churning out content. And it's been a fun run. You came out in the fall to relaunch the podcast, you know, one shining podcast. Rest in we peace, teed up. RP teed up. Uh, it's been a new world. We have become, um, I don't know, more on the scene than we were last <laughs> year. So we're really proud of that. We're excited about we're the rough, podcast. We still need. We still need our one big uh, um, scoop. We we we'll talked about. Well, we need our big scoop <laughs> for sure. I was gonna say feud. I was gonna go a different <laughs> direction and say we still need to like. We, need, we still need beef with somebody. You were trying with Seth Greenberg, and then Seth reached out and like he gets on Twitter is like, yeah, this was funny. Yeah. I had Gerald Henderson. Gerald Henderson and I got like, you know, I tried to start Twitter beef with him by saying that he admitted he did the Tyler Hansbrough elbow on purpose. He obviously did not say yeah. that. I just wanted to stir controversy. It didn't work. Uh, so we're trying. We're going to figure it out. We're, Maybe we'll that's find our goal. Someone. That's our goal for March Madness is to start a beef with someone. Here's here's a guy we could start. Mark Schleybotch. <laughs> oh, Schleybotched. Schleybotched. Uh, if you missed it, we Tate and I did an emergency press conference podcast emergency podcast to the emergency press conference that sean miller called one shining presser yeah um so check that out now as tate said not to pat ourselves on the back we thought we had we had some fun with that one that one that one was pretty good um we went through basically the entire press conference which was only four minutes long of sean miller coming out throwing up middle fingers saying do something about this um so I'm not really sure. Is there like an update? Do we need to do an addendum to like? I feel like the story of something's changing every. We, I saw the uh, the kid, the last recruit that they had committed has now decommitted. So Arizona has no recruits for next year. Brandon Williams, which you know that position being a Carolina guy, you know what it's like to have the uh, recruiting just decimated, decimated by scandal by fake that, news, by fake decimated by a scandal that has been just completely made up and is no way true whatsoever. It wasn't at all, and that's why I never bring it up because I don't even want to give it uh, any sort of uh, credence by talking about it. Do you remember it. that, by the way, the scandal where North Carolina, uh, for 30 years, the players were not taking real classes, and they all were eligible, and then they won like and, three national titles in that span? Do you remember that? Do you remember all the people that said that North Carolina was going to get the death penalty after they read the report, <laughs> and then it came back that they didn't they get anything? Nothing. Wow, that's really tough. Uh, so that's why we commiserate with Arizona fans, and that's why they love us so much, because yeah. we refuse to take reports Ports and then run right. straight to the death penalty. So what the update is? Um, they're the Pac-12 champions, we, and Sean Miller's back. They're the Pac-12 baby. champions. Sean Miller's back. Um, but yeah, the 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 theories on this. This is my favorite scandal. We're, and I swear, those of you listening, there might be rolling your eyes. You're like, is Sean Miller again? Are they doing it again? Are they really going to spend another half an hour? The answer is no. But I do want to touch on this real quick. The theories that keep coming out with this. Are, are going are, are my sustenance at this point like mm. i wake up and i'm like i cannot get out of bed until i get some more sean miller just plug it right into my veins i need more theories it's miller time the people saying yeah funny you bring up the miller time yes my favorite theory now is that the fbi did tap dawkins phone mm-hmm. they heard him talking to miller mm-hmm. it was andy miller all along they got confused <laughs> thought it was sean miller 
And people He's believe like, Mr. This. Miller, I yeah. promise I have a hundred thousand oh, dollars. Yeah. And then the guy and like the FBI guy is, is listening to this and he just goes to Google and is like Miller College basketball. basketball coach Miller. <laughs> there it is. It's like Archie and John. He's like Arch, uh, blue blood. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I love that theory. Uh yeah, speaking of Archie, what if what about this theory? I came up with this one. Yeah, this was recent. This is today. This is a theory. good one. This is a good theory I'm gonna put out there. Archie Miller was coaching at Dayton, mm-hmm. right? People before forget. he went to Indiana. Yes. Um, what if the FBI wiretap? They heard Archie Miller mm-hmm. on the wiretap talking about a guy at Dayton. They got the Millers mixed up. They heard Miller Dayton Miller DeAndre Aiden Miller DeAndre Aiden Miller DeAndre. You There's see what I'm doing? Much. And then it just it just becomes Sean Miller DeAndre Aiden. You see how I did that? Don't you, throw that one out there. Sounds like you schley botched it. <laughs> That's going to end up on the, uh, like, wow, I don't know what Arizona's forums are, but that one's going to end up on there. And be like, I, l- I was listening to One Shining Podcast. Titus had an interesting... <laughs> yeah, what if it was <laughs> Dayton? What if it was Archie? Actually, what if, what if it wasn't time, us at all? He did get Giannis there. How did that happen? Or Giannis's brother, I mean. Kosas. Hmm, which I was very upset about. The reason that this all came up was we were talking about big picture stuff in college basketball. Obviously, the regular season's about to end. And we did this preview podcast, and there were so many characters and storylines and coaches and teams that I assumed would consume me this entire season. And it turns out I can't predict anything because none of those things played out. One of those things was Dayton basketball, you know, post Archie. We got Anthony Grant there, a man that will coach in college basketball for eternity, it seems like. And he has Kosas Antetokounmpo, the youngest Mm. brother of the Greek freak. And he's finally going to play. Everyone's excited. I'm excited. I'm going to watch Dayton all year. And I haven't watched one Dayton basketball game. And they're irrelevant in the A-10. And Kosas plays like 12 minutes a game. Unbelievable. So I'm sorry, Dayton. So, sorry, sorry, Dayton fans. Yeah, Dayton. They, they got a, they got a good fan base. Over <laughs> they got a great fan I, base. Listen, I'm, I'm I live in Ohio. I got to calm down, like with the the Dayton talk. I can't. Uh, yeah. Are you upset that I'm no, calling? No, 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 I'm no say, I'm, I wanted them to be. No, no, yeah, they're not doing well. But I gotta like I gotta choose my words carefully. I like where I live, and I don't. Uh, well, I don't want I don't anything wanna, to happen to you in, in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> I like the Flyers. I believe in the Wright yeah, brothers. No, Dayton's got an awesome, uh, awesome gym, awesome program. Yeah, they'll be all right. I'm just saying um, we miss Archie. We do miss Archie. Archie just lost uh, lost to Rutgers. Let's start there. Let's yeah. start with the Big Let's Ten tournament. The, big um, the actual basketball that's going on. Corey Sanders. Th- now, this was a this was a make shots, miss shots game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk this one up for IU. Uh, IU season probably over. I think they're technically eligible for the NIT. That's not happening. I think people don't realize this. By by the way, for the NIT, if I remember right. The NIT is like in in the recent years and like the last five years or whatever they've sort of changed their selection process mm-hmm. to where they now include like more mid majors to where even even like really good high major teams that miss the tournament don't go to the NIT because there's just not enough spots in the NIT. Well, they go to the CIA or whatever. Yeah, or the CIAA. No, like uh, it used to be like you take like the the 16 best teams that don't make the tournament of course. and you put them in the NIT. But now they're letting like a lot of mid majors in, so it's really like the five best teams that missed the tournament get into the NIT. And then well, it's like a bunch of... Well, do you follow the NIT uh, Twitter account? Do you, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. What, what, are you going with so, the experimental rules? So they do this thing where it's like they bring the mid-major program, like Middle Tennessee State goes and plays in, in their tournament, or like a young Auburn team goes and plays in the NIT. And then two years later, when they're in uh-huh. the NCAA tournament and they're making a run, Ooh. it's like, remember when they, they were in the here. NIT? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I do remember when, you know, Buddy yeah. Hill was in the NIT. It's like they... they they thrive off those moments, which I think that's why they're trying to pull the mid majors so they can have you know their own version of a Cinderella story. It all started, which I think is smart. Yeah, it all started here. This is, this is where the <laughs> legends are born yeah, in college legends basketball. Legends are born at the NIT. Um, well, anyway, the NIT I, I was bringing up because Indiana's probably not even going there. But uh, Corey Sanders on this guy on Rutgers was mm-hmm. 
he was given Indiana the Tony Carr treatment, Ohio State treatment. And for those listening, Tate and I are recording this. What is it like noonish? Yeah, on on in, in LA right now. So the Ohio the Ohio Almost State the Ohio time. State Penn State game is still about three hours away from tipping off. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, wondering why I'm not talking about how Tony Carr just ripped Ohio State's asshole open for the third straight time, um, it's because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> But it is going to happen. Yes. I understand that. I'm fully aware I'm that full that's faith a, that it is, that is uh, that on is the way about to happen. Uh, but yeah, Corey Sanders. This was a uh, they hit shot. Like if I'm Archie Miller, they hit shots. We didn't. Um, but Rutgers. The reason we bring it all up, coming full circle. This is a great. This theory. is the story of the yes. Big Ten tournament. We had for a second there was it was Wisconsin and Rutgers. We thought, can Wisconsin keep the Big Ten or the Wisconsin. The, the Wisconsin? Can Wisconsin? Keep the streak alive of NCAA tournament bids. Everyone's saying no now because Wisconsin just lost to Michigan State, lost a close one. They're, they ended the season fifteen and eight, quote unquote. But what if they make the tournament? Take? Everyone's kind of you know. And we should say counting them out. They lost by three. Buzzcut Brad had a three pointer at the end to tie the game. I think he got Air hit ball. on the arm. Yeah, I'm going to say no. that. Yeah. I'll put it out there. Absolutely. I I've never seen Buzzcut Brad miss a shot where he got a clean look. Right. And he's in tears after the game. Ethan Happ just looks lost and, you know, he's very upset. It seems like the end of this little yeah. run of Wisconsin basketball. We're obviously expecting, what is it, 19 and counting, right? 19 tournaments in a row. Everyone says this is the streak. Is I know. I, I mean, the streak is obviously over. They're, they're 15 and 18. I'm, make, I'm honest, trying to make a joke. I think like, a streak at 19 is not good because you're just one away from 20. Like, that's, let's get him in the tournament. Let's get it. If the FBI can step it up, you know, if the, if the fake news, if we start getting real news and start throwing cuffs on guys, maybe Wisconsin has a shot, Tate. Um, yeah, I, someone slid into our DMs, by the way, and mm-hmm. said Ethan Happ transferring. That's the that's the scuttlebutt they're hearing. The happening. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're into if you're into fake news and rumors and and whatnot, get that one going. And he's redshirt junior. He's graduated, so now he can be a grad transfer, which is uh the Cameron Johnson treatment, uh the Spike Albrecht treatment. Yeah. Uh, the, the there's so many of these now that we can always talk about and point to your boy Dockage. Mm, that's yep. that's his move. I mean that that's a Big Ten staple now is to wrap up your career at one program in the Big Ten and then go somewhere else in the Big Ten. So Purdue basketball, welcome Ethan Happ. He's on the way. Ooh, Ethan Happ replacing Isaac Haas. Wouldn't that be a scandal? come on? That'd be so scandalous because Haas oh versus Happ has been such a fun matchup because they're so different. It's just this huge big yeah. dude and then this like. Six nine guy trying to get around just him, doing spin moves, who baseline some, spin moves. Yeah, who someday, <laughs> somehow like gets lower and lower to the ground yeah. as he gets to Isaac Hodge, and Isaac Hodge just keeps his hands up and is like, "Please try to go up." Um, I would like that change. Let's you, let's make that switch. The Ethan Hat Mike and Drill, like that's his entire game is his baseline spin moves, doing Mike and Mike and Drill layups. Um, yeah, so Wisconsin was sort of the story for the Big Ten tournament. I mean, the, the real story of the Big Ten tournament is that no one gives a shit. Um, I don't know or if that's so we still thought. true. Like, yeah, people are because the Cause the hometown are, team is here. One Rutgers is here. Yes, and they're they're making it happen. Yes. and they're playing Purdue tonight in the nightcap. And I think they have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think they actually have a shot. Uh, but also, all the games in the Big Ten tournament have been incredible so mm-hmm. far. Like, pretty much every game is coming down to the wire. It's a single possession, or if not, if not that, single digits certainly. Um, so the Big Ten tournament is sort of. This is the worst case scenario, if I'm being honest. Is like it's actually a good thing. I wanted the big tournament to be terrible, never have it in Madison Square Garden again, uh, and I don't think they're going to have it there again. But I think we were hoping for a disaster, so it's like okay, let's just go back to Chicago and Indy. Let's just stick with what we know. And I think this at least opens the door for like more experimentation. Like they're going to have it in Miami one year. <laughs> I just know they are Tampa. I know it's going to be. So we're, we're, down, we're down in Tampa. Let's get that Florida market. Let's get the. <laughs> Let's have it. Oh, the, the the final four's in San Antonio. Let's just have it in San Antonio. Get our get our guys ready. Get them used to the climate in San Antonio now. 
I think it is a weird thing too with this uh, this Rutgers team. Like, how are they coming out of nowhere to now possibly be an upset and they could actually be the fifth team to make the tournament? Yeah. What if Rutgers just goes all the way, wins the title in Madison Square Garden, makes the tournament? They're the fifth Big Ten team to make it. Nebraska gets snubbed out because they don't win the Big Ten tournament or at least make a run. Yeah. And that means it's going to be in New York every year. God, because the Rutgers market is there. They're all in. They're like, I love the Big Ten are tournament. They? This is are what they, I though? want. Are they? Is there a Rutgers market? Is there? <laughs> Come on, um, don't blame New Jersey. So yeah, Big Ten tournament's going on as we're recording this. Michigan had a at a sizable lead, ten point lead maybe mm. or so on Nebraska. Duncan Robinson, friend of the program, doing well. Yeah, so Michigan was up on Nebraska. We're not sure what's going to happen with that one. It'll probably be over by the time we get done recording. So hopefully, nothing too crazy happens there. Nebraska is a team that is on the bubble. Tim we Miles, have on. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State is also a team that's on the bubble, and that's again, I'm terrified of that. Uh, let's let's transition into bubble talk then. Like, what what team on the bubble? I guess we'll start with this. Who do you care the most about on the bubble, in the sense that you're gonna you're gonna be the Dickie V, as Dickie V uh, always picks his team, always says they have to make the tournament. If they do make the tournament, then he switches over to a team that didn't make the tournament. But mm-hmm. usually, the team that he likes does not make the tournament, and then he goes on ESPN on Selection Sunday and is like. Doing his hand cup thing where he's like, I don't believe it. I, I just <laughs> look these kids, at this. He's like, these kids just work so hard all year and to not even give them a chance as though like oh, Tony Carr, 30 points. Because Dickie yeah. V doesn't realize that like in order to put that team in, you have to now take another, take out another team, which he's gonna be very upset when so, that happens. Who is your team that you're gonna be doing that for? when they don't get in and you're just going to be like, uh, this is so unfair. It's on the record that I've said on this podcast, and this is based off just a few games of watching, but I think Temple is one of the most talented teams in the mm. country. Because you watched them one time against Wichita State? They were unbelievable. <laughs> Quentin Rose, I, no, I've watched Quentin Rose since, and the guy is just an ISO assassin. I love watching him play. I really love that Temple team, but as I looked at the A-10 standings, there's literally no world in which they make it unless they win the 18 tournament. So you can't cry when there's no there's no roadmap for them to make it outside of winning the tournament. Right. So I can't say them. Uh, my next team that I have is a little bit of a shocker. It may be a little bit of a bias because I've been to a few games out here. I think it's UCLA. Mm. And I say that because I want UCLA. So they have Chris Wilkes, Jalen Hands, two freshmen that we both have seen in person. I right. know you love Chris Wilkes. He's Indiana, Indiana Mr. Mr. Basketball, Basketball, the yep. new Reggie Miller. Everyone's in love with this kid. He's a great shooter, 6'8", lanky, just the most skinny kid you've ever seen, awesome basketball player. And then you have Jalen Hands, who's this awesome point guard. And they have Holiday there. They have some veteran leadership. Um, obviously, Thomas they have Welsh. Thomas Welsh, the pick, 15, pop. The, the pick and pop 15-footer. Can uh, only shoot 15-footers? You shoot a 13-footer? It's, I kinda it's going two the, feet over the rim. Can we call him the toothpick? I feel like that's the oh, name. Yeah. yeah, like the toothpick or I don't know. We'll figure it out. Thomas, but, we love you, by the way, if you're listening. Yeah, uh, great player, fun guy. Um, so UCLA is that team to me that's kind of stuck out. I, I know they're, quote-unquote, the first four out right now that I see on most of Lenardi's bubble. Mm. Um, but I think if you get Hands and Wilkes in there and then you have Sharif O'Neal come in next year, you have the tournament experience of those guys. And then you get bring Sharif in, who's yep. a five star guy. It makes UCLA a top fifteen program so, next year. Holiday's definitely gone, right? Yeah, he's, he's a senior. He's, no, he's not a senior. Because if he was a senior, I'd be more excited about the Pac twelve oh, three on three. Yeah, that, three he's on three a junior team. then. He's a right? junior, yeah. but is he like? But he, he he there was talk like as of a week or two ago that he was Pac twelve player of the year over Aiden is what people were saying, which is not going to happen anymore. But who was saying that? I, I don't know. Like some people, Bill Walton. People. Many people, multiple <laughs> multiple sources. I had a source inside the FBI thing that was telling me that. <laughs> so many sources. I, I heard it on a wiretap that they were saying <laughs> that Holiday might be packed up. Okay, that's I'm I'm ready to report that. Uh, 
But I think he's going to be gone anyway. He's probably just going to go to the NBA because that's how it works. It's like if you're kind of good. But uh, I was going to say, if, if he's coming back. Then that's a real scary th- team. This feels, like a, this feels like an NIT team, though. Like send them to the NIT. Let them win, win the, NIT. the NIT. Yeah. Do what TCU's doing this year. Then next year when they're in the tournament, NIT will tweet out some things. Yep. Like, remember the UCLA when, team from me- last year? Remember when we discovered Chris Wilkes <laughs> and how good he was? Yeah, remember when, the Bruins battling no the top of the NIT? No one, I'm with you. I want UCLA. I, I really like I've I've grown very fond of UCLA uh, being out here. We, we, I've been to a couple games. I sat right next to Steve Alford at, in New Orleans mm-hmm. this year. Um, I'm a fan of that program. I'm, I'm, I, one thing. thing I will say about UCLA, I do not like Steve Alford's Bob Knight rule of thumb where if we lose the game, I have to blame players. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like that, and I've seen it a few times, and I, I've tried to like let it wash over it's, me as if I didn't see it, but that's one thing I will say. like, Don't blame Chris Wilkes or Jalen Hands. It's called accountability, Tate. You ever heard <laughs> of it? I mean, my God, you millennials these days just don't have – no one wants to take responsibility for anything. I've never yeah. seen someone blame their players quite like that. Uh, do you have a team that, that you care about? My team – so I'm, I'm with you on UCLA. I have a couple uh, – I have a lot, actually. I'm going to ride for the Big Ten guys. I want Nebraska. Again, it's sort of in their hands. So as I'm speaking, maybe Nebraska's down by 40 against Michigan, <laughs> in which case, like, disregard that it's I'm saying over. they should – Yeah, yeah. So, like, they sort of have an opportunity right now to, to beat Michigan and, and make their own case. But uh, as it stands right now, heading into this Michigan game, I would really like to see Nebraska make it. Tim mm-hmm. Miles um, was I – don't, I don't know if he was on the hot seat. I think people have to care about your program to put you on a hot seat, um, and I, I don't know if enough people actually cared. And Tim Miles was an all-time – I'll put it this way. He was an all-time good guy. Yes. Like, last year – they had the, they had the petaway year where where Nebraska was like pretty good and then they were like disappointing, and then it's just sort of that was the, like 2015. Yeah, yeah. and they were spo- that was supposed to be like the the springboard for Nebraska, and then like now we're gonna build something, and then they just sort of haven't built it. So for Nebraska to get to the NCAA tournament, I want them to actually win a game in the NCAA tournament, which has never ever happened in the history of the program. Um, so I'm, I'm with them. Penn State, obviously, the fact that they have destroyed my alma mater twice, probably going to be three times tonight. Uh, if, if they beat Ohio State tonight, they're in, right? The problem is, like, those are the only wins they have. Yeah, and that, that's because then it comes down to matchups, right? Yeah, that's going to be the argument. It's like, well, it's a bad matchup bad for matchup Ohio, Ohio State. State. We've seen that. They don't have anyone oh, that can it's, guard. It's almost like, like if they beat Ohio State, it's almost a bad thing because it's like, well, then cle- that clearly, <laughs> clearly it's just, it's a, just matchup. a matchup. It's not, it's, it's, a team. it's not that they're that good. It's who, that who guards Tony Carr? Uh, I mean, it's not Dockage, right? <laughs> I think it might have to be Dockage. You know how Dan Dockage locked down Jordan? Like yeah. that's, that's the old fairy tale, even that's though Jordan had two right? fouls and they had to, and Dean Smith sat him down. But somehow it came out that Dockage shut down Jordan. Right. I want Andrew Dockage to have that moment have against moment. Tony Carr in this third game. I, we don't know what's going to happen, but that's his, my prediction. His moment's going to come in the, the NCAA tournament when we play Arizona the, in the 4-5 or five game <laughs> in the second round. Jackson and he, cart, right? and he, takes a, he tries to take a charge on DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> John Drayton has four fouls and Dockage like goes to take a charge and just like he does the move where you just like throw your pelvis into the guy and yeah. he gets the call. And well, then, they yeah. thought that they shot him out of a t-shirt cannon because Aiden's <laughs> going to send him. It's going to the JJ Berea thing against Andrew Bynum. He just literally just throws him out of the way. Um, that would be good. So I like Penn State, Nebraska. I'm going I'm to ride for them, but uh, just in in terms of, I'm not saying they belong. I'm not arguing resume. I've at this point, I've I've lost track of like what it means to have a good resume. Mm-hmm. The whole quadrant system. Completely screwed me up. It's like, it's like, folks, throw out the old system. Welcome, get it out of here. Welcome to Quadrant One. We are in the new system. It's yes. all Quadrant. Yes. The RPI sucked. Instead, we're going to mm. go off Quadrant system yes. in which we use the RPI heavily. And it's like, <laughs> what? What? What is this system? I'm I'm so confused. You, you, 
I think it's awesome because if you read any piece now about the tournament or about March, like coming up in the bubble watch, it's all like, well, North Carolina has nine Q1 wins. That's, yeah. that's tied for the most of the nation. And you're like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> who, are the, who are the Q1? The, like, one, the one thing it has that? done is uh, it makes the people who talk about this stuff sound a lot smarter. Yes. It definitely does that. It makes them like part of the analytics revolution, yes. but they're really just relying on the same stuff, but they're using new terms. So it seems yes. like it's new, but it's the exact so same thing. You and I have no idea what they're talking about. We're like, <laughs> oh, we must trust them. I mean, if Lenardi says 6Q1 wins, that must mean something. He obviously knows what he's talking about more than I do. Um, but anyway, I don't I don't know what this the, the team I'm about to talk about. I don't know how they stack up with the Q1, the Q2, all that strength of schedule. Um, but we need them in the tournament. Say it's it. the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yes. That was we my need second pick. Notre Dame in the tournament. Yes. Bonzi's back. Yes. We, we got to do the thing where you just like, our star player was not playing all year. Throw all that out the window and be like, look, we were three and one on the season with Bonzi Colson. You extrapolate that over mm-hmm. the course of the year. We're like a three seed, maybe? Yeah. Put your per 100s or whatever the hell you want to and figure it out. But I will say this that's the whole point of the playing game. Like in this mm-hmm. tournament, now that we went from 64 to 68, they always had the 11 or 12s or whatever, like battling to be the 12 seed. Right. I think that you should just. Do 64 like you normally did. And then the four teams, you just pick four fun teams that you want yeah. to see in the tournament. It's like Notre Dame should be in the tournament and obviously didn't work out. Throw them in there. Temple, we love Quentin Rose. Throw them in there. And then we just let them play it out and we see what happens. We just sh- pick four teams that are fun. We should do an adversity playing game. Yeah. With like uh, like Missouri, Notre Maryland. Dame, Maryland. Like yes. let, let these teams that like, well, we would have been better if not for Arizona could be in there. Mm-hmm. Do like one well Arizona's gonna be in anyway. <laughs> Arizona like, has two spots. They have to play yeah. the adversity bowl, but then they have like their four seed that they can wait on. Do an adversity play in game where it's like, yeah, we're on the bubble, but look, here's why. Mm-hmm. Um how, how long was Bonzi out, by the way? Eight eight weeks. Eight weeks? Yeah. So he that I forget what It was he went the first out. of January and then all the way up so they, until wait, it was like they, the they entire still, ACC run. They still lost at home to Ball State. But they Bonzi still won the Maui Invitational, Titus. How do you that's remember? True, this? That's true. That's <laughs> true. Maui Invitational champion. It matters. It Top matters. five team. Uh, they the beat Wichita time, State. When's the last time a Maui champion didn't make the tournament? I wonder. Someone someone listened. Someone looked that up. Someone wait, didn't Dayton win the Maui? They they I think they probably made the tournament though that year. They had Dayton won Maui one year. Um, Maui's usually a good, good precursor for a team making a deep run in the tournament. You just say that because you're a Carolina fan, and every time they win, it, they, they win the national <laughs> win the title. title. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't but, ever pay attention. Well, to the precedent else. has been set. So, yeah. sorry guys. Uh, so yeah, those are a team. We, I also like you brought up Syracuse. Are we really going to leave Jim Beheim out of two tournaments in a row on the I bubble? Like, I don't even think that they're. You know how they do the fir- the wave where it's like yeah. next four, or it's first four and then next four. I, I haven't seen them in the next four. Yeah. So I don't think they have a chance unless they make a run in the ACC tournament. But the thing, the funny thing about Jim Beheim's zone in the ACC right now is the first two years that he was in the in the ACC, everyone shit their pants when they played mm-hmm. Syracuse. Like every single team, it was just like I have no idea what to do with this zone. Who are these people? Like how are they so good? Who is this white guy? You know, out here just like Tyler Lydon, just like unbelievable yeah. in the zone. Um, and now every team that plays them, they just exactly they know, know exactly. how to beat the zone. They yeah. learn how to beat Beheim's zone, and he hasn't changed it, obviously, in 25 years. And then Hodgkins goes to Washington and just steals his zone from him and makes it better. So I would say that Syracuse's zone is still good. Good, but not great. Um, the, Beatable in the ACC. The problem is hard to offense. face in the tournament. Yeah, hard to face. In the, it's the curveball. It's the knuckleball. Yes. It's the... It's like we're facing yeah. Tim Wakefield in the tournament, Yeah, and we're not ready for as, this. as we brought up many times, no one I know has any idea how to run zone offense. Uh but yeah, Syracuse. I I, who, I don't know. I I, I need Jim Beheim back in the tournament. I can't I can't do two years in a row. Like they they make the the uh, the final four in twenty sixteen. What, what what were they then? Like an eleven seed, a ten seed? Yeah, ten seed. They were ten seed when That's they were right. the, when they made yeah. the final four. That was with Lydon so and like Malachi. So they were like on the bubble three years in a row. Yeah, 
Oh my god. But he's got, w- he's got buddy coming in next year though. Let's be he's honest. Son. What do we what do we really want? We want Jim Beheim in the tournament. Okay, if we don't get that, what do we really want? We want him on TV talking about all the Ooh. FBI stuff with Ooh. Jim Calhoun. Ooh. Just put him on a panel. Just let those Dude, guys. Yes. It was Jim pa- and Jim. Oh, and Patino. Oh. The three of them. Oh. <laughs> That's oh my, my ESPN CBS panel. Dude, Someone I would watch. Out. I would. Oh. Seth Davis oh. and those three? No. That's Seth, a conversation. Come on. You're, 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 come on. Why would you ruin it? Don't ruin it. Don't well, ruin it. they would want to kill Seth. It would just be a good. You yeah. Know, yeah, like yeah, yeah there's yeah. no winner um, in this. Patino. So let me think about this. Patino. Calhoun, Calhoun and Bayheim preaching to people like a, about cheating in college basketball. Doing like a round table. They got yes. it's got to be like a thirty minute show, mm-hmm. like a special. Um, I don't want to uh coming back from like here's the halftime break. We got all Look, these guys. We'll call it coaches only, and we'll just put them in there. We'll put them in a nice room like this studio right here where they feel comfortable and they don't feel like they're on camera, but they obviously know they're on camera and they know they're mic'd up and they just have a candid conversation. About dropping the bag. Get Doug Gottlieb in there too to just like say inappropriate <laughs> things. Like I'm here to bring the white man's perspective. Like you already said that. Like get him to say something there, and then they all. So everyone. I guess you're right. We do need like a Seth Davis or Doug Gottlieb for all three coaches to turn on. Yes. Just, like, it, no. It, so they're all together. Like they're all on the same side. Yeah. Like like have 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 someone just basically be against them, and yeah. And, and, and talk about how bad and corrupt yeah, college basketball is and those guys to be so offended for them to say Dude, that. Dude, this would be awesome. Yeah, and You're they talk about the old right. Big East. I want, I'm want. i sorry, Syracuse fans. I don't want Syracuse to make it. I, I want them out of the tournament. I, I, I want these guys talking about this. Uh, two other teams that I didn't realize were on the bubble. You and I were talking about this uh, you brought it up to me, and I was like, "Yeah, they're in." You brought these teams up, and you're like, I was, "You're like, are they? Are they in the bubble?" I was like, "No, they're definitely in because mm-hmm. they play in the Big Twelve. In the Big Twelve, every team is in except Iowa State, basically, and Oklahoma State. They're not in, right? And maybe Texas. But that's the point. Yeah, you brought up Texas and Baylor as well. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of surprised to, to discover they're not a they're not as much of a lock as I I thought. I th- there was like this sense of basically the Big Twelve did so well in the non conference. And then you get to the conference, and like all the teams were kind of beating up on each other. And you always had the like, well, we have a bad record, but we're in the Big Twelve. We're just mm-hmm. beat it. Look what we did before. And if if you put like Baylor, Scott Drew saying, if you put us in the Pac-12, we'd be the third best team or the second best team. You know. Um, so I always thought like all these teams were safe. As it turns out, not so much. But it comes back to the point where the skewed perspective of the Big Twelve is: you say something like, "Well, Texas is seventh in the Big 12. Yeah. And you think to yourself, you're like, well, I mean, there's five teams behind Texas, and I, I guess that makes sense. You know, there, there's going to be eight teams in the ACC, so why can't there be seven teams in the Big 12? But then you realize the Big 12 is actually 10 teams. Yep. And you realize the Big 10's 14 teams, and, and, it, and it all plays with your head a little bit. So I think that's what sort of happened with Baylor and Texas. Everyone's like, well, they're the, I mean, there's the sixth best team in the Big 12. And you're like, yeah. well, that sounds pretty good. At least they're in the top half. And or it's like, like no, did, like that's you did not with, the case. Uh, Arizona State, the ninth best. I, I didn't think about that until. Uh, I didn't think about it until a Pac-12 fan tweeted at me that like, "Hey, everyone shits on the Pac-12, but the ninth best team is going to the tournament. Like, yeah. how bad of a conference can we really be?" Or yeah. like, I don't know where Arizona State is now. Maybe they're like, seven. "No, they're ninth. They're still ninth. Yeah, they're ninth. So how and bad, they're going to make the tournament because they're a top five team. How bad can we really be?" And the answer is still bad. And and should Arizona State make this? Can you finish ninth in the Pac? Like, just say those words, State. The ninth place team in the Pac-12 is going is getting an at-large bid. And then you come back to me and say Notre Dame. Yeah, who is true. literally the same team, like the same process yeah. where they get up to the top five and they completely fall off the face of the earth, has no shot at getting in the tournament. Right. So it's like, what? Where are the values? You can't say the ACC. You can't rate the, the ACC as the best conference in basketball and then put in the ninth best Pac-12 team and then not put in a Louisville or a Notre Dame. So Notre Dame winning the ACC tournament. Where, where, where is Notre Dame? Do we even know? Should we look this up? 
Yeah, so if you look at the ACC bracket, they're going to be the nine seed, uh, and then they're going to play Florida State, another team that's okay. on the bubble that everyone's kind of wondering: Are they going to be in? Are they going to be out? I'm not. Into, I'm not into this Florida State team. Notre Dame's got to win. I, like Florida State does nothing for me this year. Mm-hmm. No offense, Florida State. Like I've liked Florida State teams in the past. Just but, this team's not really doing it for me. But there's been so many moments. Like you mentioned, Florida State. Remember when Florida State went to Florida when everyone thought Florida was a top yeah, yeah, five yeah. team and they beat yeah. Florida and we watched that game and we're like, holy shit! I right. think Florida State might be one of the best teams in the country. So there's been like tons of teams. That's just a random aside but anyways they play Florida State uh, as the 9 and the 8 and then they'll play Virginia in the next round who's the 1 Ooh. seed which is so the ultimate do, t- so if they beat Virginia that's they're a in. good thing yeah like sometimes you look at these and you're like oh shit we have to play the good team but when you're in this situation this, this is kind of what the conference tournaments are for mm-hmm. is it, it gives you great opportunities to like Penn State's probably be like you said, they're almost like mad that they have to play Ohio State probably because it's like we've already beat Ohio. We already have that on our resume mm-hmm. twice. We don't need a third. We want to play Michigan. We want to play Michigan or Purdue or Michigan yes. State and add some fresh blood to our resume. Um, yeah, that, that's the story I'm cheering for. Then Notre Dame. Uh, I, I want Virginia to to do well. Uh, we we love Kyle Guy. We love Virginia, but um, Get, we, you, you got you got to sacrifice. You got to you got to take one for the team here, Virginia. Can we do a quick tan- quick tangent when you talk about Virginia? We, can we talk about the game last night? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the game. We can get off bubble talk. That's enough bubble Yeah, we talked about the bubble. The bubble will burst. Uh, People will freak out. Dick Vitale will be very upset that uh, Syracuse does not make it, but that will also lead to Jim Beheim and Dick Vitale probably talking at some point on ESPN, so we'll enjoy that. Um, Last night, Louisville, Virginia, for people that didn't say it, it was at Louisville. Um, Virginia is down four points with the basketball. Ty Jerome has the ball. They're driving mm-hmm. down the floor. 3.5 seconds left. We're ticking down. We're ticking down. We're ticking now down. Now there's 3.4. Now there's 3.3. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a visual. Yes. Now there's yes. 3.2. Yes. Now he's yes. still driving. Now there's 3.1. <laughs> and the whole Virginia bench is like doing the classic, like, he got fouled, but you don't think it's going to get called? It gets called. Ooh. Ty Jerome, uh, the Iceman himself, goes to the line, makes the first two free throws. So now we're down one. Virginia's down one. Mm-hmm. And then we have a lane violation. I believe it was on Wilkins, Isaiah Wilkins. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. It, it was on a Virginia player. So, anyways, yeah. they lose the shot. They're still down one. Out of bounds. Uh, Louisville gets the ball. Ding Adele inbounding the ball. And you have to stay. You know, if you if you move on the baseline in this stay. situation, it is a travel. Like a puppy. You're like, yes. Stay. You stay. Sit. S- sit. Right there. Right there. Come on. Okay. And he takes off, sprints to his left. Uh, it gets automatically called as a travel. The Virginia bench is going crazy, which in my mind, I'm thinking, you still only have nine tenths of a second left and you're down one point. What are the chances that you can even get a shot off? Yeah. They inbound the basketball. They use Kyle Guy as the perfect decoy. Yep. It's like the Steph Curry, Kevin Durant thing. It's like Kyle Guy's going to be Curry here. I'm going to be the decoy. Everyone's looking at him. And then our boy DeAndre Hunter, a man that tweeted out college basketball better than the NBA uh, not too long ago. And I was like, good for you, Ooh, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. Ooh. Friend of the program. Ooh, okay. Friend of the program. Nice. We throw it into him. And then he just jacks it up, banks a three. Virginia goes crazy. Everyone in Louisville, it's just like the the compilation of their season all put into one moment where it's like, we have so much talent. This is going to work out. We're going to go to the... Boom. Fire deflate. fire our interim coach. He was never getting hired anyway. <laughs> Get him out of here. Um, it was an amazing moment, though. I've never seen anything like it. I try to yeah. think of... You know, uh, I, there's nothing like it. Uh, you know who Hunter sprayed for the game winner, by the way? Did you see who he... Was it Snyder? No, better. Who? Dang Adele. Oh. <laughs> Dang, Dang it. it. Dang. Dang. That's tough. <laughs> he traveled and then he got sprayed for the game winner. That's tough. So uh the the only time I think about like uh the the thing that I think about when I think about um like these incredible comebacks, like improbable, how could it possibly happen? Mm-hmm. Is I always think about like the bigger margin. I I, I can't remember like a quick 0.9 seconds left. Like like basically what I'm saying is I remember the, the one that always sticks out is the Northern Iowa Texas AM mm-hmm. in the tournament two years ago. Jesperson. 
Yeah, where yeah. A&M comes back down 12. Virginia transfer, ironically enough. Everything A&M, connects. A&M down 12, um, comes back with 35 seconds left or something, I want to say. Sends it in overtime. That was the one that stood out. The the Duke-Maryland one from 01, mm-hmm. classic. Never forget that, as long as I live. Uh, Mike Patrick on the call. R.I.P. Mike Patrick R. I. P. retiring from yeah. ESPN. Um, pour one out for his career. Uh, so those are the two that like stood out, but I can't ever remember like one where it was like, 0.9 seconds or like there's like you're, you're down seven with three seconds and you've pulled out like and that. as that's stupid incredible. as this is this whole conversation about putting in a four-point line like everyone i don't know why that's a new thing everyone's like maybe we can put a four-point line like the nit will probably have a four-point like chris, line chris Weber was was riding hard for that at the all-star game yeah that's like the like, new thing the game. It's, yeah. it's like boycotting the final four you know it's like the new cool thing to say um do we have hold on do we have a four-point line for a three-on-three thing we're hosting I hope not. If we, I hope we do. Okay, yeah. But we should have a four-point line for things like that. Like the okay, three-on-three, okay. like Ice Cube's three-on-three. Like, sure, put a four-point line. But people want it in college basketball as a test for the NBA, which I think is ridiculous because then you're basically admitting it's a farm system at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, but to say they say that because if you're down four, you're out of the game. But this completely debunks that whole theory. Yeah. Because Virginia did it. They were down four yeah. with three seconds left, and they won the game so by you know, two. You know what that tells me? We need a five-point line. Yes. <laughs> Put in a five-point line. So I, what, what I want to see, and th- this will never happen, mm. but I, I need to see it from a, a player at some point because this is like, you know the meme where it's like the you got the brain and it like gets bigger and it's like exploding? and it's the, the ga- I think it's called like galaxy brain or something, and it's like this is one idea, and it's like the brain mm-hmm. is big, and then the brain gets bigger, and then it explodes. Here's my galaxy exploding brain idea. You're up with less than a second left, and you're taking the ball underneath your own basket. All Just Dang, throw it at somebody. All Dang Adele had to do was, like, the guy that was guarding him, well, I guess they're only up one. So all Dang Adele had to do was just, like, drop the ball on the ground right in front of him in, in bounds. And then Virginia would have had to, like, bend over, pick it up, turn, and shoot, like, all in a second. They're not getting that shot off. Or if you're up, like, three, and you're taking the ball out and up, Roll it, dude. Just just Bowl set the it. ball. Just set the ball down. Now they have to pick it up and like run it out and shoot. Like <laughs> like they would be so confused. Like what's happening? You know. I just want to see that happen one time. I guess if it doesn't work, you look like a total asshole. But I don't know. But it, 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 it will work. But it goes back to like if you're Dave Paget and you're an interim coach and you know that you're not going to get yeah. hired at Louisville. I would just see what like maybe I'll be remembered forever yes. for I had nine tenths of a second left and I told Ding Adele to throw a fastball at Ty Jerome <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and hopefully the clock runs out. Right. Right. Uh, David Padgett, um, Louisville fans. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of like hatred towards David Padgett. Like, uh, yeah. I love tall coaches. I, yeah. I really am a fan of them because he's like rare, you know, in the they world. And I just, coaches, yeah. I just don't understand why they've turned on Dave Padgett. So I feel like he's done a pretty good job, but everyone expected this team to win a title. But that was under Patino. They were, they were good. Um, someone sent us it. So I tweeted out before we did this pod, like, give us some ideas to talk about. And because. Um, you know, we're just kind of all over the place doing a it's hodgepodge. Casual Friday, it's casual yeah. Friday doing a hodgepodge pod today. Uh, and someone said, I think it'd be interesting if you talked about coaches who are going to miss the tournament. Could they go, like, take take all the coaches that are going to miss the tournament and what team could you put them on and, like, make that team a national title contender immediately? Mm-hmm. And the very first thought I had was, like, Rick Pitino's not going to be in the tournament. What if he was coaching Louisville? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be interesting. Can you imagine? <laughs> so that was like, that, that like kind of answered the, I don't know. I just thought that was like, uh, if Patino's at Louisville, this would be a very different team. Do you right? think that any network will let Rick Patino come on and talk about college basketball at this point? Do you think he's completely just besmirched? Like, it, it, like he is, uh, the, it's like the black ball, like there's no way that they're going to let him come on and talk because I don't think he's at that point yet. And I think, absolutely not. I think every network wants him on. I think the more that we get these like 
respond like the more that the Sean Miller thing drags out, where it's like a report versus the word of the coach, and like no one knows yeah. w- w- what the what the answer is until the FBI actually comes out. And we should say the FBI doesn't have to tell us anything, right? Which is the most amazing we might part. Not ever, we might not ever have any more information on any of this ever. Because we don't Ever. know who's leaking. And it. the NCAA, the FBI doesn't have to tell the NCAA anything. No. Like the NCAA is going to, Mark Amber's calling the FBI like, hey, uh, so all the shit that's going on, I, I should probably do something about this. Do you have any information? And they're just going to laugh at him and hang up and say, no, we're not talking to you. If we were doing a one shining podcast investigation as to, you know, how has Woj not gotten Marquette into the tournament? And yeah. ESPN calls us and they say, well, can we get your notes on what's going on with Woj and Marquette? We'd be like, no, no. it's our investigation. No. Yeah, right. Go do your own independent investigation and we'd hang up on him. You're absolutely right. Uh, sorry, that was a shot at Woj. I'm sorry. Let's let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get into some more. We'll we'll, we'll talk about a little more stuff. Then we'll, we'll talk about into. Marcus Howard. He's a great three point. We, we got a couple other things we want to get to, and then we'll we'll get into the uh, uh, dirty laundry. We got some good dirty laundry, Tate. So let's take a break real quick. Tate, we've said it. March is here. I can't say it again, but I am going to say it again. You just said it. March is here. It's time for the madness, which means one thing: it is bracket time. Mm. Yahoo Sports Tourney Pick'em is the best place to fill out your bracket all through the Yahoo Fantasy app. Joining a public group is easy, or create a group and play with your friends. Friends of the program, make the group. Yeah, why Why do we have to do it? Yeah, someone make the group and invite us, and we'll join and play with you. Is this a Kyle job? Yeah, Kyle, help us out. My God. It's always, we ask little things. Join our group, create your own group, or join Draymond Green's group for a shot at $25,000. Don't know your college hoops? It's okay. We don't either. Choose one of the autofill brackets. Pick coaches with the highest winning percentage. Or the party schools, which would be Ohio State. Ohio State would win off for picking party schools. Or totally be a rebel and pick the least popular picks, like North Carolina, for example. No way they're going to three straight national titles. That's not happening. There's no way, there's no wrong way to fill out a bracket in Yahoo Sports tourney. Pick them. Don't miss out on March Madness. Get your bracket in before the games tip off on March 15th. That is less than two weeks. Get them in. Get your picks in, guys. All right, we're back. It's uh, This is a hodgepodge. A hodgepodge. Casual Friday. At this point, casual Friday. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a segment here, I guess. It's basically tournament teams you won't know part of, but it's uh, a premature picks. Um, it's like the dark... Are, 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 we're not calling them dark horses yet because we don't know where the seeds are. We're just gonna call them horses, I guess. Just horses right now. <laughs> it's too too soon to call them dark. Um, no, I think I think we should do because the the big complaint that we get on on here all the time is you guys talk about the same. Why do you guys only talk about the same sixty four programs? You never talk about my team. <laughs> it's like my god, dude. Do you know how many teams there are in yeah. college basketball? I'm, I'm sorry, sorry we didn't get to Mercer. Yeah, we have not like, got to Mercer. We want to talk yet. about Mercer. We would love to talk about Mercer. Calm down. Okay? Yeah. Like, and and there's so much shit going on. We're doing the best we can. Like Belmont, we're sorry. Listen, don't complain to us. Complain to our bosses that we only get two shows a week. Like Com- we would love to do this every day. Complain to producer Kyle. Complain to pro- send, send, send him all your tweets. All complaints to producer Kyle. Um, and and while you're at it, complain about how we don't have merch yet and, and no <laughs> duffel bags for people to buy. Uh, just send all that shit to Kyle. Um, but anyway, we're we're gonna throw the the, the friends of the program a bone. Mm-hmm. We hear your complaints. Keep in your pants. Calm down. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh. Wow, so that was good. You said throw him a bone, and then you said keep, keep it in your pants. That's pretty good. Way to go. Uh, so here, here, what we came up with was like we wanted. We were just talking about teams that like basically we're scared of North Carolina and Ohio State to play. It all comes back to Carolina and Ohio State, as it always does. But uh, the teams that like, yeah, the teams that if you are Virginia and you are a one seed and you are in the South and this team is in your bracket and they're the your team, four seed, you're just petrified because team, this is your nightmare. If you're Xavier and you're 
a one seed and you're winning the Big East and you're very excited because you finally took down Villanova and won the Big East. And oh my God, what what an incredible run it's been to mm-hmm. go from the A-10 and now we're in the Big East and now we're winning the Big East and it's incredible. But then you take a step back and you're like, but I don't actually think we have a good team. And we always, <laughs> we win every game by like two in overtime. And now I'm actually terrified. It's like terrified. Trayvon Blewett heroics yeah. that wins every game. And and you're one of those Xavier fans. You're like, oh crap, what's going to happen next? Uh, these are the teams you do not want to see. Mm-hmm. In your bracket, you're you're crossing your fingers. Tate, who who would you say is number one? Because I think we're in joint agreement on the obvious number one. It's Arizona. It's absolutely without a doubt. And we understand that at this point, we're basically pandering to Arizona because we've Mm. now done uh, the Shaw Miller Redemption tour. We're not stupid. We see that we see that Arizona hates the Arizona fans hate the media. (laughs) So Tate and I are are jumping at the opportunity, and we're like, "Hey, Arizona fans." Well, we know we're not the media, so we're totally fine to take that role. How about you love us? We'll we'll fight your fights (laughs) for you. It's a good uh, it's a good uh, lane to have. Uh, We should say. The reason that Arizona is a tournament team to watch out for because everything, it's all coalesced into this perfect situation where you got the the coach, Sean Miller, who has never been adored and beloved as much as he is right now. Yeah. And we should say that Sean Miller has constantly been like, he has to get the monkey off his back. He has to make it to a Final Four. It's like a golfer when he hasn't won a major. It's like, Phil Mickelson has to win a major or he's right. not you know validated as a coach. And Sean Miller has been on that shtick forever. And now, with this FBI investigation, he has now endeared himself yes. to, to the Arizona people where they actually support Sean Miller, and he's our coach. He's their coach Did now. Did you see the when he got introduced at the game <laughs> against Stanford last night? It was oh like my Rocky God. Balboa going back well, to the steps. They were has, pumped. They haven't cheered for him that loudly since, like, ever. <laughs> since they not announced him. Not even when they announced him. They're like, who's they're like, this, we guy? The, we the this guy? guy from coach. Xavier? Who is he? And now... <laughs> My God! Yeah, this is the great. This is the single greatest thing that's ever happened to Sean Miller's career. It was was all of this, and it, it's my favorite scandal. It really is. There's there's no victims. There's no and Sean Miller's not going to sue. Mm-hmm. By the way, like that point no. was brought up. Like I I didn't I didn't I'm not smart enough to understand all that, but I saw like people smarter than me making that point that like it was a Sean, defamation case. If Sean Miller sues for defamation, if he sues ESPN, then. He's gonna have like actual dirty stuff to get dug up. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I, don't he's like I don't want anyone to, you know. He's like, we're fine where we stand. Yeah. the report was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. I'm back. Yeah, I'm Leave back. Leave it at that. The fans love me now. This yes. is awesome. Uh, but Arizona, they, I, I really wanted him to blow out Stanford last night. They did mm-hmm. not. It was well. They, Reed they, Travis had a great game. Yeah, yeah. It was. They, they won. Kind of. Stanford's a tough team. I never doubted that Arizona was going to win, but uh, it, you know, the hope was like they were going to win by thirty-four or something. And you're like, oh god. Now this is gone. the monster of gone. Arizona basketball that we've been talking about all season. And last year it was Duke was a team. There was so much drama around the team. We remember when the season started, Bolden and Tatum and Giles all sitting out together. No one knew uh-huh. why. Like that was the whole storyline last year. And Arizona's been like that, where it's even though Aiton's played every game for whatever reason, it's been like, what's going on with DeAndre? Aiden or like why can't they figure out this lineup with him why can't they win every game with the number one player yeah why why can't they throw him a damn entry pass for once you have every seven footer in college basketball that isn't named Isaac Haas and you can't feed the post how is this you can't even throw lobs yeah you can't throw lobs (laughs) how is this what what is happening yeah and so they have that whole storyline and then you have the FBI with Sean Miller obviously and then you have the the team that has not eclipsed the elite eight and, and has to get the monkey out their back so Mm -hmm. all three of those huge storylines all come into one and now it's us against the world which is the other wrinkle into this, where now they have the the Fab Five thing to pull off. Well, nobody wants to see Arizona basketball yeah. at the top of the mountaintop again. You know, yeah. no nobody wants to see us on that pedestal because they think we're a bunch of cheaters. And I love Coach Miller. I haven't seen him all week. I, like Ristich came out and said he missed Coach Miller being around the program all week, which which you know you know played to the heartstrings yeah. a little bit. Uh, I just think Arizona, everyone's going to buy in uh, as far as everyone meeting friends yeah. of the program and us. Are we worried that the refs are going to screw Arizona? Like the NCA, Mark Emmerich's going to give the call and say, as someone we stop this. 
because I literally had to watch North Carolina go 2016-2017 with everyone saying that's what the refs were going to do to them. That's true. Like, it didn't happen, and I don't expect that to happen to Arizona because at the end of the the day, people are going to pay more money to watch Arizona play in a game than they're going to watch Richmond play in a game. Mm. And the NCAA tournament's about money, you know. Throwing throwing shots at Richmond, wow. I love Richmond, great program. Uh, What I'm cheering for, I'm... Honestly, if you're asking me right now today, do I want Ohio State to win the national championship or do I want Arizona to win the national championship and then one month later news to break that mm-hmm. the wiretap did exist yes. and it was bad? Yes. And not only was it DeAndre Ayton, it was literally every person on the roster. It was Dusan Ristich. Yeah. It was like every single... If you ask me that, honestly, I don't know what I'd rather have, Tate. Like that is That to me would be the dream scenario is Arizona wins the national title and then it... It, it, as it turns out, Sean Miller was lying the whole time, and yeah, the, the saga continues. Well, the best case scenario was, you know how they all have all the security guards like that that surround the the area at the the Final Four, and like they watch out. They don't want anyone obviously to rush the court or whatever. What yeah. if they were just all FBI agents, and as yeah. soon as the confetti falls down, they just go straight beeline. I am an FBI agent, <laughs> Johnny Utah's there. Um, so yeah, Arizona. Uh, I guess I guess we should mention like part of of making a, a great tournament run is you actually do have to have a good team at some point. Yes. Um, so I would like to see that. Let's focus on that. Like we got, the, we, they got the part where it's like, nobody believes in us. Screw everybody, us against the world. But do they have the part where it's like, now let's try to put the ball in the basket more than the other team. I that's, think it, <laughs> that's it's, the concern. It's, it's an Alkins and Aiton domination tour waiting to happen. Yeah. And I think that comes from, I think the Trier thing actually may work out for them. I do hate how he's like going in and out of the lineup so much, but it seems like when Trier plays, and it, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, he is the number one yeah. option. And someone just needs to go to Alonzo Trier and say, you're Trier, the number three option. Yeah, you're, you're not that good. <laughs> I feel like Arizona fans want to do that. Like Trier, yeah. Trier's in a, yeah, they're in a weird spot with Trier where it's like, we know he's good, but like, eh, you know. Like he's if, taking a few too many shots for us. If you, if you really, if you put truth through him in Arizona fans and ask them how heartbroken they were by Alonzo Trier being suspended, They'd probably be like, they're like, it's a good shake to the roster. Let's see what Coach Miller is about. Yeah, wasn't that big deal? Uh, so Arizona's the obvious team. Um, who other than that do you have? Give me, give me like one team. Uh, give me your one pick outside of Arizona, and I'll have I have mine. NC State, North Carolina State. Wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, I know that was that's even better one because they're also uh, based on the Yahoo report a little you know in trouble possibly with the no, FBI. No, 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 no. Yeah. Kevin Keats said he's 100%. Yes, that's true. Kevin Keats, good guy. No. Never going to be no. uh, implicated in anything. Um, I think in- NC State is one of those teams where uh, people forget that NC State is a program that not only has won national titles but has a history in the tournament of doing some incredible things. Like in 2015, mm-hmm. they beat the Villanova team that went to win the title in 2016. They did. You know, people forget. People do and forget. I think North Carolina State is a 10 seed is the scariest 10 seed you could have if you're a two seed. Uh, what was the year that they won? They I think Julius they played, Hodge. They played in no, they played in Columbus, I think, Ohio in the tournament. Uh they were like an eight seed and they beat a one seed again, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't and then like the next year they came back and they were ranked fifth in the country and then they sucked. Yeah. Did that didn't that it was twenty fourteen, right? Like twenty fourteen they they upset somebody yeah. in the tournament. And then it was like they bring everybody back, <laughs> and then they were like preseason like seventh or something. That, and I was like, oh my god, that's NC my whole State's point back. about NC State. They do not thrive when they are expected to do well. Oh, and yeah. I think a lot of people have already written them off as like, who cares about NC State? But you look at their roster, and they've beat North Carolina, they've beat Duke, um, 
this team is the per like Braxton Beverly is the perfect state point guard to hit mm. like a big floater at the end of the game to get a win. Like the the Chris Chioza moment, I can already see it happening with them God, upsetting be, a two seed. I like seed. Braxton Beverly. It'd be cool if he could have played at Ohio State or something. <laughs> For example, just like I don't know, I don't know how interested, upset you. I don't know how interested he ever was in going to Ohio State or if we were recruiting him or anything. I don't know the story there, but man, that would have been cool if he could have played. And then you got Yurt Seven, who is now locked in to be a, a first round pick on every draft board I see. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I think NC State's a really scary team. I don't think any two seed wants to play them. They got nothing to lose. Is what you're saying, yeah. Like in the- I'm saying, they may win the ACC tournament and then <laughs> and then may and then may run the table in the NCAA tournament, and people will be shocked. And you talk about a better story. What if they win the title and then the FBI comes out and it's like, hey, dumbasses, you paid three thousand. What if Dennis? Smith, I mean, Dennis Smith is in Dallas. Yeah, the Final Four is in San Antonio. NC State wins it. Dennis Wood comes All out. All eligible players, Dennis, baby. Dennis Smith. I said called him Dennis Wood because I said Dennis Smith comes out, talks about slinging wood or whatever his tweet was. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what was the what was the phrase he used? He was like, "Everyone has a natural talent in life. Mine happens to be slinging this wood slinging in my pants." <laughs> <laughs> Legend, Junior Smith. Uh, yeah. So that's my team. NC All State. Right. Watch out for them. What about I, you? I'm with you. I uh, I guess it's funny. We both picked our rivals. We both picked like that's because uh, we're unbiased. Th- th- yeah, we are. Because I'm, I'm gonna say Michigan. I'm without bias. Look at us. Look how mature we are. I know. Um, I'm, I'm picking Michigan. I really like Michigan. I think Michigan does Wagner. So Michigan State gets the reputation as the like team that always turns it fi- on. T- turns it on in March, mm-hmm. and then that overshadows that Michigan does the exact same shit every year. Yes. That Mich- no matter how good or bad Michigan is, they go into the tournament. They got a good team. They they are playing well at the right. At, at, I checked the score in, in the Nebraska game. They're up. They've extended their lead. They're up like 15 that I just checked. So um, looks like they're going to take care of business against Nebraska. Um, but yeah, the, the difference between this Michigan team, best defensive team, John Beeline maybe has ever had in his career, maybe ever. I don't. I don't. I don't know how. Is far that what they're saying? That's what we're saying. That's what they were saying on the FBI wiretap that well, I tapped into. What do we know? Um, defense wins But no, they, 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 this is unlike all the other Michigan teams that shoot a ton of threes and don't play defense. Like, this team actually does play defense. And they have uh, they have Wagner. We like him. Um, Charles Matthews is, like, very interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Very, like, like Big Ten player of the year good next year. I think he's that good, Tate. I really, I'm buying into it. Like, I think, I think he comes back. I really believe in that. So do you he's think like a 6'6 point guard? Yeah, do you think they missed DJ Wilson? Ooh. Cuz he's one of those guys where uh, there's this group of guys where I wish that they were on the teams like Swanigan, you know, right, right. close to our heart. So if, if Purdue had Swanee and and Isaac Haas this year, I'm just like that's that's I have the a team. theory about this. So uh do you remember like the Knicks teams and then like Patrick Ewing would get hurt and they'd be really good? Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I've never heard so, of that. Yeah, what do so they call I, that? I came up with it. I was like this reminds me of a theory with Pat. Mm. I call it the the Ewing of the the mm. theory of Patrick Ewing is what I call it. Um, <laughs> where it's, or, where a, a good player goes out and then the theory of Sir Patrick Ewing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I call it. Um, yeah. So my my pick's Michigan because I, I guess I go into every tournament. I don't necessarily trust like to trust Michigan because they I I don't but by my nature it's in my DNA. Even though I'm a guy who shoots a ton of threes and doesn't play defense in my own personal mm. game, I don't trust teams that do the same thing that I like. Um, so I typically don't like to trust Michigan, but this Michigan team feels very different, and and that might be... The, they're, they're probably going to do the opposite. Now they're going to lose in the first round because of that. But, but we always yeah. know that Wagner has been a, a matchup nightmare, especially for teams that have no idea how to play him, and I think he can do that again, and he's going to get himself other drafted team, other team, first round. I'm going to give myself a bonus pick. Other team that it, they're very highly ranked, very highly thought of, yet 
no one really talks about him. No one's like taking him seriously. He's Gonzaga. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kansas. Oh no, no. no just I'm, kidding. I'm still, that, I'm just still kidding. Come Kansas. all the way around on Kansas. I'm 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 willing to admit Kansas is a good team, but I'm not like I don't know. Quick aside on Kansas. Bill Self says Devontae Graham, without a doubt, is the Big Ten Player of the Year. Ooh, Big Ten Player of the Year. He's not even in the Big I mean, Ten. Big That'd tw- be crazy. See, wow. this is another example where the Big Ten <laughs> should be the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve should be the Big Ten. This is your. It's so annoying. Uh, Devontae Graham is going to be the Big Twelve Player of the Year, according to Bill Self, and he and he made these little like casual like snide remarks. He's like, I don't think it should be what happens in December that mm. that that gets you the Big Twelve uh, Player of now, the Year. Now hold on, I I would agree with the idea that the Conference Player of the Year. Should just have be thrived at the conference, conference games. Yes. Just the, like if you just look at the conference yes. games. But I mean, as we were laughing earlier, if you just look at Trey Young's conference stats, he's probably still averaging like 26 and 8 or something. It's just. We, we've been talking about Trey Young as if he's been averaging four points and three yeah. assists. He still leads the country in points with what, 29 points per yeah. game and leads the country in assists with like nine assists a game. So we if, need to temper it he, down a little if bit. If he was doing either one, if he was averaging. 12 points and 9 assists, you, your mind would be blown. You'd be mm-hmm. like, this guy's averaging 9 assists a game. If he was averaging 28 points and 3 assists, your mind would be blown. You'd be like, he's averaging 28 <laughs> points a game, and he's doing both. And everyone's like, this guy fucking like, sucks. Yeah, get what happened of, to Trey Young? Get him out of my face. I don't want to <laughs> see it. Yeah, Devontae Graham's so much better. Um, So yeah, but uh, I, I, parting shot, Gonzaga. I, I just think Gonzaga has a really good team. And Johnny but, Williams. But it feels like it, it feels like the Morris and Eric Gonzaga teams were like, they, they're, they haven't played a lot of marquee games. They've looked like sort of susceptible in certain spots um, and no one really has any idea how good they are like last year's team last year's Gonzaga I was like that team is legit I know mm. they're legit mm. I don't care if they lose by 20 to a 16 seed in the first round I still know what I'm seeing all season this year's team is more like the traditional Gonzaga like I have no idea I, I really don't but um, it's also another example if we have Zach Collins and Johnny Williams and that's your 4-5 Gonzaga is <sighs> one of the scariest teams to face in the tournament yeah so uh, that's Gonzaga that's a Let's, Will you have something else? No, I was going to say, let's talk about the 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 one uh, mystery that's still out there and that could make one team a contender. Ooh, speaking of teams you're, you're scared of. Missouri. Play the music, Kyle. And there it is. The Michael Porter Jr. mystery. It continues. It's been drawn out all season. We keep wandering and, and wishing for Michael Porter Jr. The, the, my favorite thing about Michael Porter Jr. now is we get asked from people, like, what do you think about Michael Porter Jr.'s game? Where do you think he's going to fall in the draft? And the best answer is nobody knows nobody because no one has seen the kid play. I mean, other than if you went to a bunch of high school camps and, and we're like, watch the guy work out. That's about that's all the tape you can really get on him. Um, but the the interesting thing is Missouri is going to be an eight or nine seed. They're going to play a one seed, obviously, in the second round if they if they mm-hmm. win. Um, that's implicit. We know that. Uh, but if you get a Missouri team with Jonte Porter, his brother, and you get Michael Porter Jr. Cassius and, Robertson. And, and Michael Porter Jr. and Robertson and all these guys, they're all clicking. That's a really scary team to face in the second round if you're a one seed, right? That is a scary team, but again, granted, I, should, I will say I have not, I know nothing about Michael Porter. I should Jr.'s preface game. it: I've not seen Michael Porter Jr. play a single <laughs> second of basketball ever. But what I, I have here's what I have seen him do: I've seen him wear a jumpsuit. Yes, I've seen him wear like the earrings. He's got like the cool haircut. He's got like the like he's got the eyes that sort of glisten. He looks the part. He looks the part. He very much looks the yes. part. He's at he's at Rupp Arena pointing out baddies. I don't know if you yeah, saw he that. Said, yeah, he's like, look at that baddie over the there, baddie. that blonde. Yeah, is that, is that a word by the way? Am I it's, out? It's of, a word. It's what the kids are oh saying. Oh my god, I'm so washed up. <laughs> um, so yeah, I know I know nothing about Michael Porter Jr.'s game except that he's tall. Um, he's six eleven. He, he looks the part, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's coming back. I think he is coming said, back. Quanzo, this year. So Quanzo came out and said if he feels good, which I love. I just love that we've catered this whole season toward Michael Porter Jr. at Missouri. Yeah. Like if he feels good, even though he's been cleared by all the doctors <laughs> yeah. in the world, he may play Saturday. So we could see him tomorrow. 
Tomorrow. Okay. Could be the Michael Porter Jr. mystery finally wrapping up, finally solved. We've celebrated it being solved like 15 times. Yeah. Whether it was based on people lying to us and saying he's going to play on Wednesday or, or reports saying he got cleared to play. Some guy some guy on Reddit posted our pod um, from last time when I when I, I read the tweet that someone slid in our DMs and said that, yeah, you know, we're hearing, we're, I'm hearing this. Yeah, he's, he's coming he's, back for the Auburn game. That was coming, what we were told. No, and then the other one was like, He's he he his sister dates a Washington basketball yes, player, yes. and I'm friends with the Washington basketball player's cousin, and he tells me that Michael <laughs> Porter is fifty fifty on whether he's coming back. And then like we we jokingly said that, and then like the Reddit people are like, "Oh my God, look at this! He might be coming back, guys." <laughs> um, I think he should come back. Mm. I think uh, knowing nothing about his game again, uh, maybe he really is like a transcend transcendental trans. Transcendent. Transcendent is the word nice. I was going for. Uh, impunged. Impug- impugned. <laughs> impugned. Uh, maybe he really is that good, but um, you you and I were talking about this off air that like guys get so, like the money will still be there sort of. And I, we, I get like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, I, this is like a, a broken record argument that's been made a hundred times, but it's like. You're saying I, pull a Miles Bridges, go back, yeah, try to win a title, like be a part of the, yeah. the, the, the changing that, of the culture of I'm Missouri basketball. I'm not saying basketball. that as like a selfish, like we college basketball, we need more great players like you. I'm saying it as a guy like, dude, just come, like you come back, you'll be the number one pick next year. That's, it's that's supposed awesome. to be a weaker draft class next year. Yeah. I will say this: I firmly believe with a lot of these guys that become five stars and get coronated very, very early. I one of my friends was like that, and uh, when you go in and then you start watching all the college guys. Sometimes you can be a little shell shocked at how good everyone is. Yeah, it's it's and, and and like I don't fault him at all. I think it's really hard for him to try to come back at this point in the season and play with guys that have been playing for four yeah. months straight and try to get into physical shape. I mean, I'm sure just practicing with the team is tough. Yeah. Um. So I'm not expecting him to to. I'm more worried that if he does come back and he sucks, people are going to do the That's Harry gonna, Giles thing, where yeah. it's like this guy's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and especially it's hard for big guys. I again, I don't know whether I don't know his skill set. So is he, is he bringing up the? He's not running point. <laughs> he's not like Ben Simmons, is he? Like running point? No, like, I, I think he is. Is he really? I think he's like giving. Because I was going to say it's harder for big guys because you don't have the ball in your hand. So like it's it's easier for a guy like Kyrie who sits out all year and then he comes back. And it's like I'm the point Duke, guard. He's like I'm the point guard. I have the ball, so I'm going to create on my own. It's harder for like Michael Porter to like, I don't know, but. Anyway, I, I think he brings the ball up. I have no idea. I think he should come back though to to college. I think that's the move. I think like you're gonna make what a hundred million dollars in your career anyway. What's the difference between a hundred million and like a hundred and six million? Does it really matter that much? I don't know. It sounds like the Mavericks want him. <laughs> it sounds like a Mavs pick. The new Dwight uh, Dwight Powell. So that's the Michael Porter Jr. mystery. Um, we solved it. We have nothing left. To, <laughs> nothing left to report. It's just like. For the rest of time, it is he's healthy, he's mm-hmm. ready. It's just his call. We're just gonna have to wait and see, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna keep doing that. We're gonna keep doing the Michael Porter mystery all the way up until. Should we just do this for the rest of his career? He's like a 13 year NBA vet. We're yeah, like, time for the Michael Porter Jr. Let's see if he's gonna play this week against Detroit. Uh, should we take another break and then come back and do dirty laundry? We should. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Audible. Audio books are great for helping you be a better you. Whether you want to feel healthier, get motivated, or learn something new, Mark Titus, you can do that with Audible.com. And with an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, this is an audio show you could actually listen to there, news, comedy, and more, Audible has all the audio content you need to start your year on the right foot. Not the left foot, your right foot. Uh, try books like... Don't Put Me In Coach. By Mark yeah, Titus. Ever heard of it? Full disclosure, I didn't get to do the audiobook. I wasn't important enough. They didn't They didn't know what my voice sounded like. And they didn't trust me. And... Uh, so, yeah. so they let like a generic guy do the voice. Yeah. It was, he, 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 
Um, well, if you want to listen to Mark Titus in uh, his book read by a, a general, what, what do you call that? A, uh, I don't stranger. know. A stranger. A stranger. is the word. <laughs> read by a stranger, then please go check that out. Um, whether it's on your phone, through your car, from a tablet, or at home on an Amazon Echo, wow, you can get through tons of books while doing almost anything. And even Audible lets you switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash shining or text shining to 500-500. That's Audible. Dot com slash shining or text shining to 500 500 that's 500 for a 30-day trial and free first audiobook you can do it with audiobooks back to the podcast all right tate it is time mm. to close up this podcast like we always do on fridays with dirty laundry those of you who are new to the program new friends of the program we we read manager stories it started out as manager stories it's become a little bit of a wider net it's just uh, things that happen on the dl yeah just uh Things you've noticed. I took class with this guy. I saw this guy at Target mm. once. Um, mm. Whatever about your college basketball players, your coaches, your your media types. We were just hoping it would turn into Tyshawn Taylor stories. Uh, but yeah, but no one has sent us no a ti- one, no not one a sent single, us one yet. We're there's still not waiting. a single Tyshawn Taylor story that's come in yet. Come on, Kansas. Interesting. Send us some thoughts. Interesting. Um, wink, wink. <laughs> I feel like people are, aren't going to pick up on what we just did there. Wink, wink. Uh, so yeah, that's the bit. We have our DMs open at One Shining Pod. Slide in there. Tell us, tell us your stories. Again, don't mention names in, unless it's like something complimentary, like Kevin Stallings hitting a half court shot behind the back, which is amazing. Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna put someone on blast, you don't need to put their name. Just say a player, a coach. You know, we're not the in the business of, uh, of of, of actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to do that. Yeah, we're not trying to get a. We're not trying to impugnate anybody. <laughs> um, so let's get started. I was a coach at a Midwestern junior college that also has a traditionally successful men's basketball program. When the economy and our funding tanked in, in 2008 to 2010, the school decided the team and cheerleaders needed to ride to the games on the same bus to save money. Three pregnancies later, it oh. doesn't happen anymore. I'm uh, going to say from personal experience, high school basketball. Whoa, whoa, uh, personal that, experience. That's, whoa. that's always the worst. No, no, no. I was never whoa, wait, wait, I, I was <laughs> never in the back of the bus, but I was. Oh. I don't, you'd always see the cheerleader, like one of them go back. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's never good. Yeah, that, that we had to do that. We had to travel with our cheerleaders. Was that, did, you just, did you just Michael Scott a Todd Packer story there where you're like, my buddies, <laughs> no, you should have seen it, no, I was in the, I was so in the front taking cheer- notes. I was like Neil taking notes. <laughs> so these two cheerleaders come back, and me and my buddies are looking no. at them. What kind of bus ride? Like, what, that happens? Dude. See, I was so see. I was again. I played basketball in college. I was mm-hmm. a good player. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever brought that up, but uh, I played at Ohio State, and um, so I was taking my <laughs> basketball career seriously. And I was just, I was always just locked in. I, I as was, was never, I, but this was high school, and I knew I had no hope for uh, a, a future. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sports information director at a mid-major program in the Midwest. Two years ago, we were playing against a mid-major in our conference with a prominent head coach. I was sitting courtside, statting the game when said coach called a play that resulted in a turnover. A fan sitting behind me shouted, Hey, coach, you make a million dollars a year and can't call plays right? Without missing a beat, the coach turns around and makes eye contact with the fan, holds up two fingers and shouts, It's $2 million, and then turns back to the game and went straight back into coaching. Mark Gottfried. <laughs> Definitely. That sounds like Greg Marshall, too. Yeah, that's a really a good major, Mid-major Midwest. Oh, is mid-major? It says, it says, I need to hear the qualifiers at the top. Mid-major Midwest. That sounds like Greg Marshall to me. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty good. He turned around, he's like, he I makes make five million though. He's like, I make two, but uh, when I have it my way, I'm going to make twelve. When because <laughs> I'm going to convince Tennessee to pay me twelve million dollars yes. to 
Yeah. Once that's Auburn the, comes knocking at the door. That's the that's the rumor on Greg Marshall's. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm explaining it to the listeners that every the rumor time is he's going to go to Tennessee. No, the, the rumor is that he he is he, when he goes into these meetings, he's asking schools for like like the reason he hasn't left Wichita State is because he's asking for like nine million dollars a year, and everyone's like, dude, calm down. <laughs> That's the rumor. Well, that's a good rumor, but also my favorite rumor about all that stuff going into meetings, like what you're asking for, is Calipari's. Like when he went yeah. to NC State, he was like, what are the academic requirements? He was like, ooh, way too high for me. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I played basketball for an NAIA D2 school, so naturally we took vans to games, and our coaches often drove. Mm. After one game, we were shooting the shit about stuff that has happened with us and the girls over the course of the year. Oh, Yeah. We then hear our coach from the front chime in and say, you know what you need to do? You got to give him the reverse wheelbarrow. <laughs> he then went on to explain that's just one of his go-to sex positions. <laughs> the reverse wheelbarrow. I don't, I don't think that's the term for it. <laughs> uh, Poor Kyle. <laughs> Poor Kyle back there. Just... Kyle's dying. He just Googled that. He just got a virus on his computer. We're on a road trip. Games Friday and Sunday. After our win on Friday night, I go to the local laundromat with the assistant coach to wash the uniforms for our Sunday game. Mm. We're drinking beers at the laundromat as stuff washes and dries. What? We spread out the uniforms in the dryers. When we pull uniforms out of the dryers when everything is done, we realize that one of the dryers was busted and there was no heat control and the only heat level was scalding hot. So the printing on the jerseys all melted and those jerseys are now stuck together in a big wad of Mm. melted screen printing. And we're two states away with the game in less than twenty, in less than forty-eight hours. I'm sorry, with not enough jerseys for our guys to wear. I had brought a few extra blood jerseys for the trip, but not enough to replace all of them that were stuck together in the ball of screen printing. Uh, the assistant coach and I then spent a few hours at the hotel trying to iron out the jerseys so they didn't look so terrible. Might have been the fact that we were tipsy while doing it, but we couldn't salvage them. So we end up buying some booze for one of our alumni uh, of the program to get uniforms in our locker room two hours closer to where we were and we had some parents of the players get them the rest of the way for our Sunday afternoon game what what level of sports is this is it is this a Bill Simmons my daughter plays soccer story yeah what in the hell I don't understand like who's using screen printed jersey like they got screen printed jersey they're going to the laundromat they're having the parents it sounds like the rotary club like going to play a big game or something that's a good story though I mean like it sucks (laughs) yeah yeah, I don't know how you sucks yeah yeah that's tough. It tough seems one. like reversible jerseys, too. Yeah, it's like, like, why don't you just flip it to the other side? Uh, during my undergrad years, I worked as a manager for a struggling SEC basketball team. Halfway through one of – that could be any – so basically anyone that's not Kentucky uh-huh, or Florida. Uh-huh. Yeah. Halfway through one of our practices, our then-head coach yelled for everyone to get to the baseline, managers included. Can you do that? Yes. One of our managers sprinted straight to the bathroom. So, an assistant coach made me go check on him. When I walked into the bathroom, I saw a trail of shit leading into the stall. Needless to say, this manager was on laundry duty that night. So, the coach basically made the entire team sprint. The manager got scared, shit his pants, and ran to the toilet. Sounds like a Kyle move. Sounds like a Paul Pierce move. Sounds like a... Sounds like it sounds Kyle, like Kyle in our production Kyle, meetings. Yeah, it sounds like Kyle when we're like, "Hey, Kyle, how those how those shirts and duffel bags coming?" Every time you every time you say wheelbarrow, Kyle shits his pants. <laughs> uh, this guy says, "I don't have any stories because I'm still 16, but I just wanted to let you guys, <laughs> nice, but I just want to let you guys know I'm going to be a manager in college because it sounds like the greatest fucking thing ever." <laughs> so shout out to that kid. 
it is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's so great. Take, that I, take out that F word when you send in your your letter yeah, to yeah, be a manager. You can't swear. Yeah, you can't swear. But you're, then you got under, it. You're under eighteen, man. Calm down. Um, <laughs> it is the greatest thing ever. It's why I quit after doing it for four days. <laughs> yeah, you're like the only person that's ever quit a manager job and then moved up. Yeah, quit quitters get ahead, dude. I'm proof of it. <laughs> Working at a mid-major over winter break, we were forced to practice at our rec center because the gym was being used for graduation. So our head coach told us the day before he wanted the shooting gun transported to the rec a mile down the road. With no one around to help us, we had to roll the gun down the road in a blizzard with five inches of snow on the ground. It took us 25 minutes to get, get it there, and the cops pulled us over because we along the way because they thought we were stealing it. The gun was only used once for the entire week, but we had it there. <laughs> good manager story yeah that's good i like that during our summer during our camps in the summer we we run a store with candy drinks and pizza the campers are up in the dorm rooms and we don't really supervise them that much one kid had been given a hundred dollars by his parents for three days of camp and proceeded to spend around sixty dollars on drinks and candy the first night (laughs) we later find out that the same kid was charging two dollars for kids to come into his room which had a portable speaker disco lights and a tv with an xbox and ps4 (laughs) The routine repeated itself the next two nights, and the kid turned his original $100 into a very nice profit. That's what, That might be my favorite manager story we've ever got. That's pretty it's, good. It's so innocent, but it's so funny to me. That's Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> Selling his candy, bringing the Xbox to camp, knows the kids, charge and admit cover charge yes. to come play Xbox. Yes. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Here's another innocent one that's not in the uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll vein. Uh, Mm. I had a poetry class with a starter on our men's team. This player missed a three with seconds left to win in the Elite Eight. He wrote his poetry for the following class about the pressure of being in that situation, and he even cried in class as he read it. It was raw and powerful to see how much these guys care about their school and their teammates. Just like to point out that these aren't superhumans or heroes, but just people like the rest of us and have flaws. That's amazing. Yeah. If you want to read some good poetry, just Google C.J. Leslie poetry. Is it C.J. Leslie? Do you think? No, it's Elite Eight. It's Elite Eight. It's Elite Eight. It's Elite Eight. He's like second round. I cried. (laughs) Um, And he would not have cared about any of that. Did I ever tell you the greatest state story ever about someone going to the NBA? You did not. I'm going to save it. Save it. I'm going to save it. Do a tease. It's it's a tease. We'll tease it. it. We'll we'll do it next week. Uh, During the spring when workouts were over, we would play pickup frequently and have some coaches with playing experience leading to some really competitive games. One day I stole a lazy inbounds pass and scored on our video coordinator and talked a little shit. On the the way back down the court, the video coordinator yells, I'm coming for you. (laughs) He passes the ball up and then proceeds to set one of the most illegal screens ever and knocks me on my ass. As I'm on the ground, I yell at the video coordinator, little bitch. And as soon as the words leave my mouth, I think I'm about to be fired for swearing at a coach. I spend the rest of the day fretting about whether or not I'm going to have a job the next day. I end up running into our head coach in the office the next day. He proceeds to slap me on the back and say, sup, little bitch, and gives me a good laugh about it. Apparently, the video coordinator wasn't that well-liked and ended up leaving at the end of the spring. That's fun. That's Anytime fun. you can tell someone and you can call someone who has authority over you a bitch and get away with it. I said F you to Thad Mata one time at a practice. I swear, this is a true story. I said, uh, I, I said it, it. Did you say F you or did you no, say? No, I said, yeah. I said the naughty word that I'm not going to say, Tate, because my <laughs> mom's listening. I know, um, as is mine. Yeah. Because it, it, so I, the, the situation was like we were doing a drill and like only four guys were on the on my team were allowed to crash a glass or something. And he told me, he goes, Mark, you stay back for this drill. Um, it's not like you'd be able to crash a glass hard anyway. And then it just came out. I was just like, hey, coach, you know. Yeah. 
And I said it. And as soon as I said it, I was like, am I a freshman walk-on who just said F.E.U. to <laughs> the head coach at Ohio I was telling it was going to be you when you were a manager. You said that to him. He was like, I like your moxie kid. Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> Get him he, on the team. Long story short, he didn't care. Yeah. He thought it was funny. I went, I went into his office after practice, and I was like, coach, I'm so I'm like begging. He's like, you're apologizing for that? That was funny. Dude, please do it again. It's fun. I don't know. It made me think of the Coach K Kyrie thing at the Team USA camp. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> That was when I knew uh, I had carte blanche. That was when he, he yeah. the monster, that was the origin story of this monster that mm-hmm. sits across from you. You're like, wow, I, was like, I, I can, can do, do whatever, a lot more. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> this was a few years ago at an elite private school that has emerged as a basketball powerhouse Butler. in the last five or so years. Butler. No, I said elite. <laughs> nice. I had class in the room next to one of our star. That, by the way, that's a, that's a, anybody who goes to one of these, anybody that goes to a private school thinks their private school is elite. Do they not? Is it's definitely any, Northwestern. If I had to guess. Have the words like, I go to just an okay private school ever been said ever? No. Every single time it's an elite private school. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you paid $60,000, right, yeah, better, be better, be, yeah. yeah, better be nice. I had class in the room next to one of our star players and would often see him in the hall before and after class. About one month into the semester, I seen assistant coach waiting by the door. Thinking this will be good, I decide to wait around. When the player shows up, the coach goes, what are you doing here? Player responds, going to class, man. You should be happy with me. Coach goes, this isn't your class. Your class is on the third floor. We were in the basement of the building. For five weeks, this guy has been going to the wrong class, three floors from the one he was supposed to be in. <laughs> yeah. Just college kids, folks. College kids. Yeah. Doing college kids things. <laughs> Just being kids. All right. We got a couple more. I played D3 college basketball from... 2009 to 2013. My senior year of college, we were ranked number one in the country. Who cares? It's D3 basketball. He puts some parentheses. Nice. Nice. Uh, and we hosted a Sweet 16 game against one of the other top teams in the country. Our team manager begged our head coach to let him be off the clock during the game so he could be a regular student slash fan and be in the stands with our students. You follow so far, Tate? Mm-hmm. Our head coach didn't really care. Again, it's D3 basketball. And agreed that our manager didn't have to work the game. So after attending a big pregame, our manager showed up shirtless in the front row of the student section, clearly intoxicated. Early in the second half of a tight game, he got thrown out and escorted out of the arena Nice. after getting in the face of an opposing player who was inbounding <laughs> the ball right in front of him. He got a standing O as he left. We assumed he left the entire building. We won that game by one point and had a big celebration on the court afterwards. After 10 to 15 minutes on the court, we made our way back to the locker room to continue the celebration. When we got there, our manager was passed out in the middle of the floor, still shirtless. <laughs> we started blasting music, and he eventually woke up and joined the party. He was so drunk it wasn't even funny. He was not asked to be a manager the following day. <laughs> yeah, that, that was his last two rounds. <laughs> he was not asked back. Good. That's a fun one. Yeah, that's a good way to go out, too. The, the, to the 16-year-old who, who said he wanted to be a manager, um, do go, that. Go be to that the guy. D3. Be that guy. Yeah. That's what you aspire to be. Just do it for like one year. Mm-hmm. Go, out, go out in a blaze of glory. This is a short and sweet story. A player got kneed in the nuts so bad during a summer scrimmage that he had to get a testicle amputated. The That's Armstrong. it. That's the story. Oh, great. That's oh. the story. <laughs> Whew. That's it. Poor guy. Should have. Uh, can he still do the reverse wheelbarrow when you got one ball? Yeah, I, don't I think know. you can do anything. These are questions. Kyle, do you, do you know an answer to that one? We don't know. In the mid-2000s, I transferred to a college basketball backwater on the west coast it's best described as a land of misfit toys the school was charismatic evangelical college that was heavy on faith it was culture shocked for, for myself and other transfers coming in from various d1 d2 programs across the country who just needed to graduate get it paid for and wanted to meet attractive women at the beach before our bodies looked like our dads mm. the team was horrible it was so bad that we would internally bet a line that was often 20 and a half or 25 and a half 
We didn't have a baseline out-of-bounds play, a press break, or even a zone offense. We regularly didn't even know the names slash numbers of the starting five on the other team. We were coached by a former professional player from New York City who would regularly tell us about getting drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. Or was it the Cavaliers? It changed to to suit his purpose, and apparently he wasn't aware Google existed either. He wasn't drafted at all, even though there were something like 10 rounds back then. After a road trip with 30-plus point losses, our brilliant leader decided he needed a new approach to get us back on the right track. The team comes into the gym for practice, and all the lights are off, but there are at least 50 lit candles scattered about the court. Our coach is standing at center court, shouting to the heavens something about our spirits. Mm. He implores he implores us to sit down and join him in this seance. So we sit down and wait for his direction. He then proceeds to go on and on about our spirits not being right because we weren't being honest with God. Mm. And if our spirits weren't right, God wouldn't allow us to play well. Mm-hmm. So in order to right our ship, we need to come clean with our sins. The team starts shooting awkward looks at each other over candlelight, wondering who is going to pony up something first to get this over with. Eventually, first guy says he hasn't read his Bible in months. Second guy admits to smoking weed over the summer. This goes on for 30 minutes or so, and after each confession, our coach comes over to the players, smacks him on the head, and begins shouting in tongues for a minute or so. Let's just pause there. What? Continuing. At this point, I'm thinking we've pretty much covered enough ground, and I'm looking forward to wrapping this up. Then out of the back corner of the group comes uncontrollable sobbing. Sensing a golden opportunity, our coach jets over to a freshman walk-on, who we will call Larry, and directs him to let it out. Larry chokes back snot and tears to proclaim to the group, I'm so sorry, guys. I've let you all down. I have a terrible addiction to internet porn. (laughs) Nice. It's not right, but I can't help it. Immediately, guys start hiding their faces, trying to fight back snickers and laughter. Sensing the room turning, our coach attempts to salvage his seance, but laughter overcomes the room. In a fit of frustration, our coach tells Larry he will pray for him, tells the team we can't be helped, and leaves the gym. Our team continued- <laughs> we can't be helped. That's awesome. <laughs> our team continued to lose badly, and our coach was eventually fired unceremoniously a few months later. The program wasn't the only thing losing over there. Now the school doesn't even exist either. For those worried about Larry, he's doing great. Quality sales job, wife, etc., and friends with most of the guys from that team. And hopefully internet access. We love Larry. There's no word on whether he's still addicted to internet porn or not. He so. definitely is. Congratulations, Larry. You did it. That is our dirty laundry tape. That's all we got for this week. Do, do you want to wrap up? You got any Duke Carolina thoughts before we go? They're playing on Saturday. Big game to watch. Yeah, that's my shout-out. I will say this. Uh, we talked about the Duke-North Carolina thing flipping, where Duke has become North Carolina of the past, and North Carolina has become Duke of the past a little bit in the rivalry. And it was proven uh, when Roe Williams came out and said that uh, he doesn't care about beating Duke. He cares about titles. And that was the, always the thing that used to happen back when Cave, you know, that was this thing he would say. It was like when he was losing to Dean Smith, he was like, I, I don't care about that. I care about winning championships. That's what he would say. Mm-hmm. And now Roy is full circle doing that to K to basically be like, I've won three titles since I've been here. You've won two. Right. I have my balls on the table. I'm a national title contender every year. Who are you? Um, so we've gotten to that point of the rivalry, which is great. Ten national titles in the past 36 years. The greatest cool. rivalry in basketball. Tune in, guys. It'll be fun. Cool. Grayson Allen Senior Night. Cool. Ruin it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot again. It didn't work out last time. I'm gonna do it again. Mm-hmm. Luke May, high post, gonna kill in that two three zone. They didn't really need him last time, but uh, Luke May I, is Tyler Hansbrough light, and Tyler Hansbrough was four and zero in Cameron uh, indoor, and now it's Luke May's time. Uh, that's it. I don't really have any other shout outs. You got anything else you got to say? Uh, close it up? pretty much just tune in for. We'll be back on Tuesday after the tournament. Oscars is is this Sunday. Oh, Oscars this Sunday. Yeah, we just what, give me give me your hot Oscars take. Three billboards is going to win everything. Should it win everything or will it win everything? It should and it will. Ooh, I like that. 
What do you think? I, I, I like Three Billboards too. That was my favorite. Yeah, it's, we, we, it's, we should we, we should say yeah. that we work at theringer.com, so we will say at the top, "Get out and, and Lady Bird changed my life." Lady Bird was very influential in my life. Yes, so I did like that very much as a Ringer employee. But uh, I Three Billboards is my pick. Yeah, that was my favorite movie. I like it. You haven't so seen we'll Shape of Water. You haven't seen Phantom. I'm Tide. not. I'm not seeing Shape of Water. Yeah, no, screw that. No. Um, one last. They won't question. let me back to the Midwest if I see Shape of Water. I was like, yeah, when I was out in Hollywood, I went to Shape of Water, and like, uh, well, you just asked him a question. Do you like fish dicks? <laughs> And then if you do, you like Shape of Water. <laughs> That's a good tape. Thanks, guys. That's a good joke. We'll be back. One Shining Podcast. I'm here in L.A. all March. Yes. Till the end of the season. We're blowing we're, it we're, out. We're, we're, we're doing content. Check us out. At One Shining Pod. At Club Trillion. At Tate Frazier. Holler at us. Until next time, save the crew.